Hi, I'm Andrea. And I'm Claudia. And we're the Judgy Crime Girls. Hello. Hello and welcome to the show. If you've never been, this is the worst corner of the world you could have landed. <laughs> How's it going? It's going, right? We haven't been in the studio for actually a couple of weeks. We had some time off. You know, since then, I've aged, literally couldn't get out of bed yesterday morning. It was so funny. I texted Claudia and I'm like, I had to shimmy off of my bed because I like threw- in the cartoon where you slide, like you're trying to be like quiet, you know, sneaking out of bed. I was like I had melted and my feet hit the floor. Before. <laughs> and then I did this weird squat thing. <laughs> I threw my back out, and it's been awkward lately, but I'm doing okay. I'm here for it. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you're better. I was down with the flu for a few days. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and that hit me kind of hard, and if I do sound a little weird, forgive me. You do sound like you had a touch of something. Mm-hmm. So just stay over there today, okay, I my wife? I probably got it from you the previous week. <gasps> You probably did. Mm -hmm. I'd like to point that out. Everyone is dropping like flies at my house. I'll have you know. My co-workers' kids are all sick, one after another. And it is the flu. I did get tested, just to be sure. The flu is still around. And I'll tell you what, I had COVID earlier this year, and the flu just recently, and... I know it affects everybody differently, but I take COVID over the flu anytime because COVID was a walk in the park for me. I know it hit you differently, but the flu hit me hard. We have to support bacteria because it's the only culture some people have. That's right. We'd like to take our relationship with you to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's a little awkward, I know. <laughs> but um, just a small token of your appreciation goes a long way. And we would like you to, if you can, spare two minutes of your day. Run over to judgycrimegirls.com. And at the top, the very top, you can click on support the show by nominating us on the People's Choice Podcast Awards. That would be amazing. It would make our day, life, and year if you could run over and do that. You do have to put in your email address because you just have to create a free account. But I promise you, they don't blow up your inbox or anything. You create this account so that you're able to nominate the show. And it would be so cool. We know you guys are here for it. Always have our backs and support us. We know you've been voting. Keep voting. Keep sharing. Please do. We have four more days. Four days. We just really, I mean, we we are big dreamers. Obviously, we want to win, but we're also realistic. And please just send us to the next round. And then we'll take it from there, y'all. And then we're going to probably win. So please go vote. Help out the little out. people. Support local. Buy local. Vote local. <laughs> I know we're not local to some of you guys. So yeah, go vote. But oh, another thing you said, uh, you have to create an account. The website will actually delete your email after all this whole thing is over. So they do not keep it. And we are in three categories. So you can look for Judgy Crime Girls in the People's Choice, the True Crime, and 
the best female hosted podcast mm-hmm. categories. So we appreciate you. You guys are the best. Thanks for all your support and voting. We love it. Also, thank you so much for all these suggestions for a tattoo uh, that we have gotten. And there are a couple of them. I, I mean, I loved all of them, really. But a couple of them stood out, you know, a little bit more. Okay, some of you don't know that there is a pig that listens to our podcast every week. Well, she's our mascot. <laughs> And her name is Olive. Mm-hmm. She's our whole heart. So one of the suggestions was a pig snout with the Judgy Crime Girls. And I loved that idea. So we are totally playing around with that. But keep them coming. Yeah, please do. You can email them to us at <laughs> judgycrimegirls at gmail.com. Yes. Real quick, safety corner. This is about your house and you have to just kind of walk around your house and check check your windows from the outside. You got to kind of think like a burglar. Walk around outside like a creep. Walk around the outside of your home once or twice with a mind of a home invader. Which windows look easy to break or climb through? And then also look through the windows. Can you see expensive items that might tempt the thief? <laughs> Not at my house. <laughs> And if so, maybe you have some rearranging to do to get it out of like immediate sight um, from the window. And yeah, after doing your homework, make sure each of these windows has locks and they are locked and your curtains or blinds that can be drawn when you're not home or closed. I love it. Ta-da! Ta-da! I love it. So what you got today? I have the craziest story. I'm going to talk about Kim Wall. Have you heard of her? Mm -mm. Doesn't ring a bell yet. She was a reporter that loved to travel. And you love to travel. Mm, I love it. She made a name for herself in journalism with articles published internationally. I mean, she had made it big time with articles in the New York Times, The Guardian, and Wired Magazine. Okay. Her goal was to uncover stories that were huge. I mean, she traveled into the Pacific and covered nuclear waste that was leaking. Oh. You know, before anyone really knew. Mm -hmm. And she was a big deal. So she was 30 years old, tenacious, and had no patience for bullshit. She was motivated to print stories that weren't mainstream, and she was a student of human character. Okay. She wasn't afraid to go out on her own, and she was curious about the world. She even had plans to relocate to China with her boyfriend. Wow. And freelancing is a hustle. You know, not knowing if you're going to be able to pay your bills, whether you can sell your story or not. Right. But she was excited about it. And when Kim caught wind of a genius inventor, she knew she had to meet this guy for a story. So this inventor, his name was Peter Madsen, and he was a maker of extreme and dangerous machines. He had built several submarines and rockets. Oh, wow. Himself. So big. Big mach- time. Big things. Huge. Okay. He was the founder of RML Space Labs. And to a lot of people, he was a hero. And a lot of people looked up to him. But the most important thing to understand about Peter is that he was a great storyteller. He represented a dream that lies 
within a lot of people. Like somebody told you you can go to space or bottom of the ocean with your own two hands. It just seems like something a kid would dream of. Right. Well, he built three submarines, and he would convince people that anything was possible. He was a married man and, at 47 years old, had developed quite the name for himself within his area. Huh. I never heard of them. And they're Danish? Yes. Okay. I'm not too far from Denmark. I wonder, why have I? Okay, go on. So many did not know that he had previously worked on a space project that he was asked to resign from. Why? Well, he liked to be the center of attention. And when the project got too large, his narcissism was showing. Me, 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 me. Excuse me, your narcissism is showing. (laughs) (laughs) His achievements in life were everything to him. And he had recently been working on a project that he secretly felt defeated by. So on August 10th, 2017, Kim had the opportunity to interview Peter and have an exclusive ride with him in his submarine that he built, and she wanted to do an article for Wired magazine. Peter was a wacky genius and fit well into the type of story she enjoyed covering. She was intrigued. Well, that day, she did a pre-interview at his workshop, and she was supposed to have a going-away party with her friends and boyfriend that night because they were going to be leaving for China. Mm -hmm. But Peter wanted her to go that evening on the submarine. So she went. As they left, she waved goodbye from the submarine called the Nautilus. Oh, of course. (laughs) Well, there are several pictures of the two of them at the very top. Okay. You know, waving goodbye. Mm -hmm. The top of the submarine, it looks like a very small tunnel. Yeah. There wouldn't have been room for a third person. It's tight quarters. Yes. This is a homemade submarine. Like, that is... So was he planning on taking her under? Oh, yeah. Like, the like, water? Oh, yeah. This oh, is a ride. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Did oh. she go by herself? Oh, yeah. There's no cameraman. No. This is... She wants to interview him, and he's like, well, come on my submarine with me. First of all, I have no trust in hometown carnivals. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I won't even get on, you know, a, ride, a like, jacked up roller coaster that you brought from the next town. Right. You want me to that trust took you, you under 11 the- minutes to put up. <laughs> She saw the good in people. I think reporters, they have a general knowledge of, okay, well, if I get kidnapped, here's my plan. Or if there's a mob, I know what to do. But she literally was like, he's married. He's a, he's an amazing genius inventor. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be great. And it's going to make me a lot of money. This is an amazing story. I can see her thinking Plus, she did the pre-interview, so she had already met him. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any weird vibes. As they left, she waved goodbye from the submarine, and she texted her boyfriend where she was and how she was doing. She sounded excited and texted, he brought me coffee and cookies. I love you. And at some point, they went under. Then it all started to get very weird. At 10 o'clock that evening, her boyfriend started to get very worried. He called the Coast Guard at 2.30 a.m. And around 3.30 a.m., police began searching for the submarine. They sent out an alert that there had been a possible accident at sea and to be on the lookout for it. Media began receiving messages 
Where is this submarine? You know, divers, helicopters, and boats began searching for her. And at 10.30 a.m., they received radio contact from Peter that, quote, everyone on the boat is fine off the coast of Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. So suddenly he said, the ship is sinking. And he jumps into the water. But as experts are staring and looking out into the water, they described a scene that didn't make sense. Okay. They said that it looked like the submarine was doing a normal dive. Okay, so nose down first. Yes. Okay. He didn't even close the hatch. So if he felt like there was a chance at even saving his ship, he would have done that. Mm-hmm. He claimed it sank for valve failure. And when he was asked about where Kim Wall was... He said that she was fine and that he had dropped her off the night before very close to where she had lived. Bullshit. (laughs) He was hoping to go home, but they took him into the station. Now, as he got into the police car, he said no one was on board with him. No one noticed then. But if you look close enough at the pictures I'm going to post on Facebook and Instagram here shortly, there's blood on his face. No one saw it at the time or thought anything of it, but you can see it. It's there. Hmm. So he lied and said she was not with him at all during boarding and that she never even came after being repeatedly questioned by police. So you'll find that a lot of times during this that he's changing Right. Stories. Well, clearly, I don't know why he would say she didn't even ever show up. Yeah, there's pictures. Exactly. At this point, people started to suspect that something had happened to her on shore after he had dropped her off. So it just seemed odd that she just went missing and there was just no clue. No one could imagine what was about to come next. Uh She was a Swedish citizen but had gone missing in Denmark. Police from both areas were involved. He said that he dropped her off at 1030 on Thursday near home, but after checking the CCTV footage, that was proved to be false. The search continued and divers searched the sunken submarine with GoPro cameras. They found it, oh, went down, okay. dove in, but Kim wasn't inside. Peter was charged with murder that night. They began focusing efforts on searching underwater, primarily at this point. On August 12th, Peter remained his innocence and pleaded not guilty. And they charged him for that. There's still nobody, mm-hmm. but there would be a trial later on. Okay. Investigations continued, and they raised the submarine out of the water with a crane. It was a mess. Everything had been washed around. You could walk around inside, and your pant legs would be covered in fluid. Mm. And one of the women said that she could just smell the blood. A lot of Kim's clothes were there, including her jacket. Oh. So if she had been So he dropped her off naked. (laughs) Yes. Okay, now it makes more sense. Yeah, she might have at least wanted her jacket. At least that. Yeah. We are actually approaching the five-year anniversary of this. August 21st, 2017, just 12 days later, 
her severely mutilated torso washed up on a local Danish beach. Now, she had been stabbed 15 times, mostly in her genital area, both inside and out. This was one of the most gruesome attacks. There were no arms, no legs, and no head. Investigators proposed the murderer strategically caused wounds near the ribs to keep the body from floating to the surface Mm. of the water. A few weeks later, the next court hearing, he gave a different explanation about the accident. He said he lost his grip on the extremely heavy hatch and Mm -hmm. that it had hit her head and she died from the injury. And it made him go into a panic. He had to, sadly, he had to give her a funeral at sea. Oh, but cut her up before. He never comments on the dismemberment. Okay. So at one point, he was standing up in great detail because he's a storyteller. Mm -hmm. So this is what he does. But what everyone in the room did not know was that Peter hid the horror that Kim realized when she had boarded a ship with her killer. If they found a head without a fracture on it, his story would not hold up, and authorities began the search for the rest of her. But after a month of searching, they found nothing. So they brought in an oceanographer who specializes in how items are transported underwater. Okay. And a team of approximately 50 divers would end up diving about 3,500 dives to find the rest of her body. And on October 7th, they found her head. They did? They found her head, and there was no evidence of any head trauma. They also found her legs, clothing, and a knife. Body, Her body parts were weighed down with metal bars oh. in plastic bags, proving that this was premeditated. Of course. On November 21st and the 29th, they found her arms. Oh, wow. And I am surprised. Well, but maybe the water was cold enough to kind of preserve some of her body parts. I don't know, because I'm thinking fish. Oh, and, yeah. You know, whatever oh. eating. Yeah, I just think it's so sad. She had to, you know, be laid to the rest that way, you know, given mm-hmm. back to her family in six pieces. Right. As a journalist, Kim's job was to go out and talk to random strangers. She knew she had to accept a baseline level of risk. And it's a bit different because she was basically in her backyard with a guy that seemed somewhat normal. She followed the book in every sense of the word, but the risk was less obvious. She wasn't going on a submarine with a criminal. She was just going on a submarine. So on January 16th, 2018, Peter was charged with first-degree murder, sexual assault, and dismemberment. And on March 8th, 2018, the trial began, and it was a circus. The crowds were full of cameras and journalists. Friends were nervous and anxious to get it started. When you are on trial, you can lie as many times as you want. Mm -hmm. It's legal to lie. You can switch your story as many times as you'd like. He said he was trying to protect her family from the horrible truth that her death wasn't fast, that she had actually died 
of carbon monoxide poisoning. Okay. That the evidence showed that she had been bound around the head, arms, and legs before beating her up and stabbing her. She was stripped of her clothing and dismembered with a saw is really what what happened. That's what the evidence. So do you think uh, since the first meeting they had that he was already planning, I'm going to get her on that submarine and I'm going to kill her? I mean, why else would you have a saw? He met her and he chose her. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it's just so creepy that she didn't pick up any of these vibes. Maybe she dismissed it because he's like this eccentric, mm. weird genius who likes to toot his own horn. So maybe that's why she didn't think a whole lot of it. And during the trial, Peter was allowed to talk about technique because he had built the submarine. He now said about the carbon monoxide poisoning that the hatch was stuck and that she had died in about 10 minutes. His expert opinion. Okay, I was just getting ready to say, no, wait a minute. He he was allowed to be the expert on the submarine? Yes, because he is the engineer that built it. Mm -hmm, Okay. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it all makes sense now. The police had to keep calling in experts to see if that could even be true. Copenhagen City Court felt like a theater where you dissect evil. During the trial, he felt very sorry for himself and he wanted everyone else to feel the same way. He wanted to go home to his cats. Aww. Instantly makes me like him so much more. Not those poor cats deserve better. Yes, they need a new cat dad. (laughs) Meow, meow. (laughs) Meow. All this time, he denied killing her. He believed he was so much of a super person that he would still get away with it. Peter grew up an only child. It was so weird because his mom was in her mid-20s and his dad was a very old man. Like, Mm. 70s. Like, old, old. The difference in their ages were just gross. Well, he was clearly a sugar daddy. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a lot of fighting in his household growing up. It wasn't a very happy home. His father took him at six years old, and he never sees his mother again. And he had a terrible relationship with his dad. Not much more was said about his father. As an adult, he got married. They had an open marriage, and they would go to sex parties. In fact, sex was on Peter's mind quite often. The prosecution fully believed that his motive for killing Kim was to fulfill his sadistic fantasy. His wife, one of the defense's most important key witnesses, presented a doctor's note that excused her from questioning. Oh, so he was still married at the time. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know doctors can write notes to court. I'll have to ask next time I'm called to court. Can you write me a note? I'm going to need to be excused. I can't make it. (laughs) I didn't think you could. But apparently in Denmark you can. Yeah. Peter has a history, we are learning, of being somewhat harassing and just really disgusting. Peter had sent sexual texts to four other women he knew. He didn't see them as a threat. And so he felt dominant Mm. in this way that he could send them texts about torture and killing. And he actually invited those four women to go on the submarine with him. 
prior to Kim, and they had all declined. Individually? Yes. Okay. The police went through his computer and found over 40 violent videos that included the torture and decapitation of women. He raised the argument that these videos were for emotional reasons, not sexual reasons. Hello? Oh, yeah. Again, it makes total sense. So one of those women spoke of his character at the trial on March 23rd, 2018. She shared personal information, just, you know, that they had met 10 years ago at a costume party for people into bondage and that she was one that would receive texts from him that he wanted to kill her, her husband and her children. Mm, Okay. There was also evidence that he tried to delete off of his phone, but was recovered. He had texted a friend about to tie up a woman on his submarine and slit her throat. Mm. Well, when they presented the psychiatric evaluation... It was very fitting. He was a psychopath with narcissistic traits and that he had a deviant sexuality. He was prepared to do this again, is what it said, and that he was, in fact, a pathological liar. Yeah. He justified her dismemberment in court. He apparently flashed a sick smile and said, I don't see how that mattered at the time as she was dead. He also admitted to sleeping next to her dead body for two hours before chopping her into pieces. There were many times during the hearing he would refer to himself in third person. Oh, it makes my blood boil. I'm like, look, you idiot. He doesn't admit that he ever kills her outright. He hints around at it several times. When the psychiatrist asked him, why did you cut her up? And he said, well, I had a problem. And what do you do with a big problem? You divide it into something smaller. <sighs> but he never comes out oh, and says. I see. And he never admits Son it. Son of a bitch. He is the worst. So they tested his DNA against other crimes because authorities believed you don't just start off. Mm-hmm with this right you did other things yes but they could not find a match you know they check like other missing women maybe well there are still actually a couple of prime suspect victims you know that they believe are linked to him but as far as fact they don't have anything right okay peter said there are no good guys or bad guys There are just humans pushed to their limits, capable of anything. So a blog that Peter had wrote several years prior actually became an important piece in the trial. He descends from heaven into hell, and it showed that Peter had violent fantasies and that that was the only way to live a life in full was to have the biggest ego you want and fulfill your selfish desires. The verdict was life in prison But you and I both know that that doesn't mean life in prison. Well, especially in Europe. So after you serve 12 years, you can apply for a pardon. The average life is 16 years. Well, Peter showed little concern or remorse. Peter said he thought about Brad Pitt, the movie Seven. I don't Uh know if you are. Okay. As he cut off her head and compared it to the movie's ending. Europe needs to do something about life in prison. I think Germany, what did I say, uh, was like 15 years. I mean, come on. That's not life. Life to me means the rest of your life. You will die in there. Yes, as he should. Mm -hmm. 
He later appealed the court's decision, insisting that it was too harsh of a punishment. Oh, poor baby, Peter. I'm so done with Peter. <laughs> On December nineteenth, two thousand nineteen, Peter convinced Ginny Kirpin, a Russian artist, to marry him while he was behind bars. Now, she had launched this art project surrounding him in 2018, and that's how the two started communicating. And yes, they get to enjoy conjugal visits. Uh, the two of them. Yes. Gross. Gag me now. Well, I was just curious. I'm like, how do you even, are you like, so I had to look it up. Uh, the following year, October 20th, 2020, Peter had been in prison for 20 months at that time. He escaped. He uh, had been able to build some sort of weapon. He threatened the guards, so they let him run. And, you know, they found him out of breath, panting. And it looked like he had a bomb strapped around him. Oh, my God. Just shoot him. He has, like, this attention-seeking, childish behavior. You know, to me, they brought him back into custody where he now sits in Hersted Vester Prison. Hopefully by himself in this cell for 23 hours a day. Mm. One can only hope. Kim Wall's family created the Kim Wall Memorial Fund supporting other female journalists. Their hope was to make the community a safer place and empower other women with the same goal in mind as their daughter. To the brave female journalists out there paving the way, our hope is that you stay judgy, stay sassy, and that you stay tuned every single Wednesday so that we can, you know, make you smarter in the way of sharing red flags. And safe, of course. And safer every week with you guys. It's what we do. Wow. That was good. And, you know, it's kind of like in my backyard. So it was extra interesting. It's that thing where you're on a plane or you're in a ship and there's just nowhere to run. Nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. No. It is just the scariest thing ever. I can't imagine what she went through. Do you think he sexually assaulted her and she fought him? Okay, so all... Of the articles that I read, they kept saying allegedly. He never admitted to that. I mean, her body, there there wasn't any semen on her that they could retract. There was semen on him when he went to the police station. Well, and, that tells you right there. Oh, I'm sure. And the videos that he watched, the fantasy that he had of tormenting, mm-hmm. they were they were sex videos with slitting the throat what a sicko sorry to bring this to you no i was totally here for it kim was adorable she was so cute and sweet and fun and it was well, such you a said terrible she thing was swedish so cute how old was she you said 30 30 okay oh so i'm gonna go back and read some of her articles she wrote just to Kind of remember her and what was something fun that you did this week? Anything fun? Mm, no, no, not not at all. This weekend, I just stayed home and just kind of, you know, worked on getting better. And So I went to Pride and 
I found the cutest little (laughs) F-bomb for Claudia, and it's so cute. So someone crocheted this little, it looks like a bomb. You know, that you see in cartoons, it's round, and it has like a little uh, string or whatever from it. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but this thing, it was loved. It was crocheted, and it's so cute, and there's a red F on the front of it. I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, an (laughs) F-bomb. And so I about died. And I'm like, I have to have this for Claudia. And I'm like, she can drop it whenever. Throw it at you. <laughs> yeah. You'll, room. you'll come to every episode and throw it at my face. Yes. Oh, that would be so fun. The tattoo we need right there. The F-bombs. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Well, you know. I mean, I would get a, like, white van because I love... van. There's nothing I love more than my kids hitting me constantly because they're like, white van. But they do it all the time, and it's just such a good memory. It's such a fun thing we do. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want to get a creeper van tattoo. Is that weird? That is weird. You are weird. I know. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye.